This is Ridiculously Happy People Cast. I'm Sophia Lemon, and today I am talking to Paige Royal, the Paige Royal I've been talking about pretty regularly on the podcast, actually. Hi, Paige! Hi, Sophia! <laughs> you made a face like you didn't know that I've been talking about you, but I'm pretty sure I've told you. <laughs> I did not know this. <laughs> I don't feel like I knew this. Anyway, that's great. I've been talking about you a lot on the podcast. <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm going to have to listen to these podcasts to see what yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, we're going to have Paige on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to explain to people why I would want to have you on the podcast? That meaning, you know, what it is that you do and who you are and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Paige Royal and I am an NLP mindset coach for entrepreneurs and, you know, sort of look at the whole picture. It's of course, like I do business mindset coaching, um, and the life stuff comes in there because when we're affected in one area, we're affected in all the areas usually, or they are affecting the other areas. Um, so yeah, I just really help people get, you know, out of their own way uh, in their business or get unstuck. And I work with the unconscious mind. So we discover what the unconscious, uh, mental and emotional blocks are. Um, and then we release those and we eliminate those at the unconscious level too, which I'm sure we'll get into in this, cause that might be sound like French for some people. It's just, uh, what kind of sets me apart from the rest of the coaches out there. And, um, yeah, so that's what we do. And really, it's helping entrepreneurs live a life and have a business that's on their terms, and that lights them up. Um, and so that they can have an extraordinary life. So whether that means, you know, making more money, getting more clients, making a big impact, but then also the whole life piece that we're really happy, ultimately. I mean, that's what it's all about. And this podcast is ridiculously happy people, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's have a look at what the difference is between your typical standard business coach or life coach or whatever, because I mean, these things transfer into all areas of your life and you. <laughs> so yeah. my understanding of a business coach is you're going to sit down with this person you're going to figure out what your goals are, where you want to go, and then you're going to come up with a strategy to get you there. And then that's about it. Would I be right? That's correct. Yes. So that's the vast majority of coaches out there. And just as a preframe here, like I might say some things that might be surprising or polarizing or whatever, and I'm going to say them anyway. Um, but yeah, most coaches, that's what they do. Um, you're kind of looking at, you know, you're stuck. Um, and what is it that you want to create, which is really great. We want to have the vision. We want to set the goal. Um, and then we want to be taking action and staying focused on what we want. The missing piece here, though, is, and a lot of coaches will say that they help release your limiting beliefs, but the problem is just talking about them doesn't release them. So we need to do a process where we first, before we set the goal, before we're taking, or we can be taking action throughout this process and be focusing on what we want. We can do all of that, but the first step that we really want to do is we want to release anything that's holding us back from our past. 
So that includes like the limiting beliefs. Um, we might have some values in there that are not lining up. Um, we're just, we oftentimes will have this goal. And what happens is, is that if our unconscious mind isn't on board with this goal, then it will do what it has always done. And that comes in the form of self-sabotage, right? So it's, well, it's kind of like someone, well, I like to say about goal setting is that our conscious mind is the goal setter. So it sets the goal. It sets, I want to have this many clients. I want to make this much money by X date. And then the unconscious mind is the goal getter. And this is what a lot of people don't really realize that's actually happening. And so if we look at the conscious mind versus the unconscious mind, the conscious mind is only 5% of our mind and our unconscious mind is 95%. So if our unconscious mind is not on board with the goal, then we might be good for a couple of weeks and then something will happen and we'll fall off the consistency or the, the um, commitment to the goal will put other things in front of it instead of remaining focused on the goal and remaining consistent towards it. That makes sense. So that's what really sets me apart from a lot of the coaches out there is that we go to the past first. This is imperative. And honestly, it makes my job and the whoever I'm coaching's job in their business way easier doing it this way versus setting the goal and then just coming up against ourselves time and time and time again. Doesn't mean that we don't come up against ourselves after we do this first piece of releasing the past, um, but it just makes it, we bounce back way faster. Yeah, so is that, if you have any questions, like just say them <laughs> and I'll clarify. I have so many questions, but first I <laughs> wanted to say that, so Paige and I actually live pretty close together, but currently Paige is in Costa Rica. And I say this for two reasons. First of all, I have heard some birds chirping and that is cool. Um, so if you hear noises in the background and stuff, it's just some tropical animals and we're going to love it. And <laughs> also because Paige is not just a coach for coach's sake, like you have gone through this process yourself and had a breakthrough and a transformation of your own. And I believe that you haven't said this out loud to me before i believe that you being in costa rica is part of the post breakthrough page correct yeah 100%. do you want to tell us a bit about your breakthrough story and what brought you to costa rica <laughs> yeah i mean i maybe a little history on like how i got to this point you know um I work, I was a corporate securities paralegal for over 20 years, uh, working in law firms for lawyers. And, um, and then, you know, ever since I was started that career in the late nineties, uh, I always knew that I wanted to have my own business. I just didn't know how this was like the times of the yellow pages and stuff like that, you know? And so, um, so then eventually I just, well, what happened was I used to weigh 200 pounds. And so then I got into nutrition. So I became a regist registered holistic nutritionist because in 2008, the markets 
you know, stuff went sideways in the States. And so things really quieted down in the firm. And I looked at it as an opportunity to go back to school. So I did. And then I, after that, I moved back home, which I was in Whistler and Vancouver at the time. And I moved back home to Ontario and started a cycling business because people were crashing all over the place. And I was like, okay, this is not good. And so through that, combined with the nutrition is when I started to see uh, a pattern sort of evolve. And I was like, oh, I was like, people are coming to me for skills on bikes and the how to's of nutrition. The But the problem was, was how they were thinking about it. So it was like 10%, you know, how to do something. And the other 90 was like the smack talk and all the things that they were saying to themselves about what it was that they were doing. So I was like, oh, I got to learn mindset. And firstly, I need to learn it for me and then, you know, be able to help other people with it. So I, at that time, it was 2016, I sold everything I owned. I bought a van and a teardrop trailer. I don't know if you knew this, but I bought a van and a teardrop trailer and I took off to the States to escape winter and grew my cycling business for there from there and tripled it. Um, because when you're living aligned, that's, you know, how you, that's how you create success is when you're all lined up with yourself and with, you know, universe or whatever it is that you call it. So, yeah. So then I was down there and my best friend said to me, Hey, can you be in Phoenix on such and such a date? And I said, I can, why? And she said, I need, you need to go to this training. And so I went to this four day training and my mind was absolutely blown. And I was like, oh, okay, there's something to this whole thing. I need to take this to the next level. And so I did in 2019, I, you know, and, and subsequent to that, I've, you know, become a master coach and a master or a master coach and trainer of the modalities that I use. And yeah, I went to, to California and, and getting back to the original breakthrough um, the breakthrough that I had at that time, well, what I do is I call it a breakthrough. That's that first step. And I just wanted to make money doing something that I loved. And so, you know, I did not know that this was going to be my career, <laughs> like that this is what I would be doing. But the breakthrough was just so profound. Um, you know, I had a wart disappear off my hand overnight. Like you can't really make this stuff up. I apparently needed a big convincer that this stuff works. Um, but I felt really light afterwards. And that was the beginning of the journey for me. I was like, as soon as that happened and a wart disappeared off my finger overnight, I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to be doing. Um, and so once I left there, I did my first breakthrough the week after with one of my cycling clients and Everything just kind of lined up. I had that training, the, the, you know, the pandemic hit my cycling and nutrition business, which was all in person was gone overnight. So I had to pivot and switch gears. So like when it comes to business and starting a business and how we get it in our way mentally and emotionally, and then having to pivot fast because there was no choice. And a lot of people did and you know, to be able to do what it was, what it was that I loved and, and also take huge risks in order to do it, quitting corporate to go into it before I was ready. I didn't 
just sell everything I owned. I had to sell everything I owned. Um, and so definitely have been through the paces during that time. And this process of, you know, releasing the past through that breakthrough sounds sort of, you know, when you say you're releasing the past, it's like a lot of people will be like, Ooh, I don't want to go there, but it's actually not that it's actually, it's actually pretty easy to do. Um, and I know that's kind of can, some people can look at their past and be like, I've been working on this for years, <laughs> you know, but I am here to say that it doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. And that is why I do what I do. And, um, so yeah, so that, I mean, there's lots to my story, <laughs> but you know, so if you want, want to elaborate on it more, but yeah, it really was the thing. I did a breakthrough on that first business and I did one on relationship moved on from my relationship. Then I did one on family, re got my family back, you know, because my family, I hadn't talked to my mom in a couple of years and now my mom are, my mom and I are really good. And, um, and then did more on money and did one on business again. You know, it was, I really eat, sleep, breathe this stuff and it works and the changes are permanent. It's not something that comes back which a lot of people will say in their coaching experience, like I've, you know, I've worked with a coach and I've made some, like I have made progress, but I haven't made that leap or things will repeat and they'll come back again. And I'm happy to say with what I do, it, they, it's a permanent change. So yeah, which is why I, I can't not do it <laughs> with people. Yeah. We're taking a quick break, and while we do, I have a favor to ask you. Would you please take just a couple of moments to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast app of choice? Your feedback really goes a long way in helping us reach new people and also improve the podcast. So thanks very much, and we're back to the show. I have done one of your programs, <clears throat> and I am about to do a breakthrough with you. I'm throwing my microphone everywhere. Um, but this is why we're recording this episode, because I want, kind of wanted to talk about like <clears throat> the pre-breakthrough stuff. So all of the crap that people deal with in their life that might be an indication that they need to do some serious work on themselves and have a breakthrough and lasting change and everything. But all already having worked with you. So the program that I did with you was six weeks. Was it six weeks? Six weeks. We did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Six weeks in a group. And we did some of the exercises that you do um, in breakthroughs and with your coaching and everything. And, you know, I felt good doing the program. And then after doing the program, I felt good. And then a couple weeks pass and there was just some crap going on in my life. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a really dark week. I was just not in a good place mentally. And it's kind of funny because I like went to bed Sunday night, woke up a completely different person. And I am pretty well convinced it's a result of the work that I did in your program. Um, yeah, there was I think there was a little bit of a delay for me. <laughs> Like I was not fully committed or something in my mind to what was going on there, but it's, it's interesting. So about, yeah, a week ago, 
went to sleep one person, woke up the next day, a different person. And it, I've been a completely different person since, which is really interesting. Um, and you had mentioned that you'd seen some changes in me after the program. Oh, yeah. I, th mm -hmm. I think in like how I was communicating with people, but I think I was mm -hmm. still hanging on to like emotional stuff. And I think I just sort of in that week, I was just so overwhelmed with all of that emotional stuff that I just like <laughs> went to bed, had a good sleep, decided in my sleep I was going to let that shit go and woke up and it's been gone ever since. Um, so it's interesting. I'm super excited to do the breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, the six week program. Yeah, that's called Ignite, right? And so that is to give people an experience or, um, you know, if people like, I'll just be upfront, transparent, like if they can't afford a breakthrough, then they will have like a smaller, a smaller one in there. We don't do the deep dive in there. Um, so it'll be really fun to do that deep dive with you and see who you are. I mean, you're going to get back to the essence of who you are truly inside after that. Um, and in the six week program, there's a lot of like a lot of story and a lot of teaching people like how your mind works. And that's powerful to know like how you're doing, like how we're doing things. And, and so that can create transformations and transformations afterwards because of the teaching that's been embedded into your unconscious mind, because we, we do really create a reality. And so it helps you make uh, decisions faster, you know, where, um, you know, you go to bed one night and you're like, I'm, I'm done with this part of my, of this identity that's not working for me. Right. Um, and then you wake up and it's, it's, so it's just like, after you start doing this work, um, you can just bounce back from things a lot quicker. That makes mm -hmm. Does that, does that resonate with you? Well, yes, because that's exactly what I'm experiencing. I told you before <laughs> we got on this call that there's been some situations that have happened over the last week where I've just reacted differently than I would mm -hmm. have two weeks ago, where if someone was expressing anger in my direction, I would get anxious. I would feel it in my chest and I'd get angry and I'd have to give myself like... 24 hours before responding. Hopefully they were angry in an email and not in person because if it was a face-to-face -face thing, I'm not sure. Um, I would just have attitude and stuff. But there's been a couple of times in the last two weeks where I have had people express anger in my direction and I might have felt anxious for a couple of seconds and I've been like, not my problem. Yeah. Like, they're angry. I'm not. I don't have to feel angry and it just goes away. Just gone. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot of times in those situations, right? Like what can kind of come up firstly, it's a visceral feeling in your body when you're reading something like that. Right. Like it's like visceral, like depends on what emotion people connect to with something like that. And then it's, um, we're afraid of what people are thinking about us or that we're afraid of like these consequences of whatever. Right. And so I think that's a big, you know, it's one of the big things that we tackle in the work that I do 
um, is that fear of what people think. And so many people have that. And I had it myself. And you just get to a point through conversation and shifting perspectives, but then also letting go of the past because it's a big truck going by. <laughs> um, um, you know, letting go of the past because sometimes we can that can start when we're a kid, right? It could have been on the playground. It could have been a teacher saying something to us. It could have been like wanting to do, you know, hang out with someone and they reject you um, for some reason. Like it, that's where it all begins. And a lot of the times people aren't consciously aware of where it begins. And that's what we, you know, I would say another thing that is super important in the work that I do Yes, we release the past, but the the key to this is, and I wish I had said this earlier, is that we get to the root of what is going on. We're not just talking about our problems and deepening them, because that's what talking about problems does. It just deepens the problem. We want to get to the root of it, and it's kind of like a weed, right? When you snap, when you, have you ever pulled those weeds where you pull it and then the top pops off and you're mm-hmm. like, shit, and then the weed grows back, right? With me it's like we're pulling the weed and we're like kind of getting in there and we're making sure that we got the root so that it doesn't come back so mm-hmm. yeah yes i like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i've told you about this book but i do a lot of reading and a lot of reading in the self-help genre they really need mm-hmm. to rename that <laughs> category of book because it sounds so sad um but one of the books i read recently which was huge um was the myth of normal and i think i've mentioned it to you and basically this i think he's a psychiatrist is talking about how past trauma can influence your future um and people who are living with mental health issues or um, substance abuse issues, um, those things come directly from childhood trauma. And right at the beginning of the book, he's like, we have to look at the word trauma differently than we do. Trauma is an injury to your brain. Like you've experienced something that has changed who you are. It's not that you were beaten or someone violated you. It's just something happened in your life that left a scar in your mind. Um, so for some people it's, you know, having all of those horrible things happen to them for some, it's, you know, my parents divorced when I was 15 and I haven't been able to have a long-term relationship since like that sort of stuff. Um, and a lot Mm -hmm. of it could be like, you know, you think you got over it when you were younger or, you know, you're past it now, but really it's horribly influencing how you walk through life. And I think that's basically what you address. One of the things that came up for me when we were doing the Ignite program was a memory of grade five. And one of my friends who sat next to me in class was kicking me and was annoying the crap out of me. And I finally told the teacher and the teacher told me, well, boys do that. That that means that they like you. And mm. that sort of crap has bugged me ever since. But I don't really think about it that much um but yeah that came up for me i let that go Interesting. that was good <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and you weren't that's not something that you could have consciously pulled from yeah. you know like that's 
you know, through the process, we tap into your unconscious mind and it will bring memories that you've completely forgotten about. And, you know, mm-hmm. I talk about this in Ignite, right? Where we talk about the um, the unconscious mind, right? And how it is 95% of our mind, like, you know, it's debatable one to nine, you know, um, our conscious mind is one to 5%. Our unconscious mind sees absolutely everything. So you and I sitting here having this conversation, we have intent. So we are focused on one another. But there are birds chirping. There's things going on in the background. I'm not consciously aware of them because I am focused on you right now. But my unconscious mind sees everything and hears everything, feels everything, smells everything and tastes everything that's going on. And so what the unconscious mind's job is to do is to file that away in the mind for future use, right? Because the unconscious job, the unconscious mind's job is to keep us safe and protected. It's one of the jobs, right? And so it will keep us safe and protected at all costs. It doesn't matter if the thing is good for us or it's, you know, especially, you know, when we're doing something new, gosh, it likes to create a lot of resistance there, right? Because it doesn't deem it as safe, even though it could be the very thing that unlocks something for us. So I kind of look at that like coaching, right? Like people can get scared of being coached and people can get scared of like what would come up from the past or something like that. Oftentimes that's, you know, your mind protecting you from what it deems to be scary. And it's the very thing that needs to happen to unblock you. So, but you also have to be ready, right? Like just doesn't have to make sense, but you just know it's time. It's time now to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people these days who seem to be ready at the moment. And I think we have not <laughs> adequately addressed how COVID has frankly mm-hmm. traumatized the whole planet. Um, probably 50 years from now, there will be psychologists who are like, that thing that happened back then? Yeah, that was a big deal. (laughs) It messed people up for a long time. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know if you're on threads yet. I think I sent you a message telling you you have to get on threads. Um, It's There's some just crazy, like, women supporting women stuff going on on threads, really positive stuff. And people talking about mental health issues and overwhelm. And I'm seeing it with a lot of people in my social circle who are saying they are stretched too thin. They are overwhelmed. They have too much going on. They're pulling away from a lot of the things that they enjoy or that might be Mm. good or beneficial for them. Um, And I know that was one thing that came up in the Ignite program was hiding, you know, what are you doing that's not helping you while I'm hiding? And I do that to a certain extent. And I try to do it a little bit every day because I'm an introvert and I (laughs) need some quiet time. But I could spend a lot of time in bed, not talking to people, watching shows and eating chips. And what are some other um, habits that people might have that might indicate that they need to make a change and let go of some stuff? The hiding thing for sure yeah that really sticks out in my mind and and so like maybe do you want to explain like what hiding is like what were you hiding from like i know how you were hiding you were distracting yourself with things Mm -hmm. like netflix and chips and whatever but what was 
what did you think that you were really supposed to be doing? For me, um, <laughs> what I thought I should have been doing instead was being active. I was feeling like I had no energy and was exhausted. Um, mm -hmm. And rather than just going for a walk, like a light walk that was very easy and getting some fresh air and stuff, I was hiding in bed. And generally, I didn't want to be around people, which is a occupational hazard for photographers. You kind of have to go out and leave people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you see how that one thing starts to affect your health and it affects your business. Like this, this thing that's seemingly unrelated to business is actually impacting your business. Um, and that's what I really like people to really get. You know, it's, it's, you know, when you're being impacted in your business, uh, maybe it's procrastinating, maybe it's perfectionism, um, you know, the fear of failure, which means, you know, that you'd rather, it's not that you'd rather, I mean, you really want to do something and you really want to create success, but it's so scary, the thought of failing that we stay stuck and paralyzed and spinning our wheels, you know, um, versus going out there and doing the thing. And a lot of times we can feel as though we lack, we're lacking clarity and we'll use that as like, but really there's this deeper fear or this deeper belief that's going on um, that's getting in the way of having clarity. Because when we have clarity, right, then we can see the path ahead and we can take the actions, um, but we can still procrastinate and perfectionism, like all of that stuff, you know, self-sabotaging behaviors, whatever it is. Maybe it's cleaning the house from top to bottom versus doing the thing that you know you need to do. The thing with the people that I help usually is that they know what they need to do. And they just keep getting in their own way from doing it. And 99% of the time, it's fear that is coming up that holds us back. And so we want to release that fear. And that fear is coming from some time in the past that we've experienced and we've collected enough evidence that, say, for example, I want, I'll just use myself as an example. Um, or I have a client actually who is doing this. He wanted to get more clients, right, for his business, but he would just do every errand under under the sun in order to avoid doing the thing that he knew he needed to do because that thing that he wanted to do, which getting clients, was super uncomfortable. Why was that thing super uncomfortable, right? Well, we got to look back. We have to look back to the past because going out and putting yourself out there you know, you do right from when you're little. And if you at any point get rejected by someone, parent, teacher, uh, peers, all those things, our mind puts that experience, if you want to call it trauma or whatever, like that little kind of, it changes us, right? And it kind of covers up the essence of who we are. And so it puts it in a file folder. And then we, at some point, we'll get enough of those experiences to form a belief of something like I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable or I'm not good enough or something like that. So we form, we'll make a decision based on these things. This is happening because 
of this belief. So we de- it deepens, right? So then we have this belief and then we go out there and we start proving these things to be true. So we'll self-sabotage, right? Or if we've been hurt enough by it and we have enough fear, we will not do the activity that we know we need to do because we already know what the consequences are. If we think that we could get rejected by someone, hell no. Our mind is not going to allow us to do that because it does not like to feel negative emotions that come up like that. So it will protect us from that. So do you see? So then the procrastination, then the perfectionism comes in, then the errands, all the other things that we'll do in order to avoid that because our mind thinks that there's going to be this outcome, even though we could get it. Yes. And that's how it works. So it's, that's one example right? And so that's where we have to go so that we can clear out that fear of a rejection and you can go out there and start talking to people, right? When we clear out that stuff, not only do you clear out that, you get more energy from it because this is, these negative emotions, they really zap us. And a lot of us aren't consciously aware that this is actually happening. And so we can feel really exhausted when we start when we're doing these activities or in our business or, and then what does that do? We're already feeling exhausted in our business. Well, we're probably feeling exhausted in our health. And so we're not exercising. We're not eating right. We're, we're probably not sleeping well either. And then our relationships are suffering. Like I know for me, when I started my business, holy, like I, you know, I look at my, my ex and I feel like, Oh my gosh, poor hand, because I was just a mess. I was so insecure. I was so afraid of failing that I wouldn't do anything. And I was always up against myself. I was so fearful of what other people thought of me. I was scared that other people would do what I do better. Like all these things that were happening, right? And then who do you take it out on? Well, the people who are closest to you, right? So it starts to, you know, kind of infiltrate into the relationships that you have, friendships, family, you know, intimate relationships, health, all of it. Wealth, obviously, when we're not doing the thing, it's impacting our bank accounts, (laughs) you know? So it's all, so, you know, when I'm looking and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an NLP mindset coach for entrepreneurs, right? I, I, you know, we're looking at the whole picture. It's a holistic point of view, like where is this impacting? And we can really gauge like the progress through that. Anyway. Yeah. But that's an example (laughs) of how it works. (laughs) Our minds are clever, you know, but they, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, keeping us safe and protected. Well, let's talk about romantic rejection for a moment. Um, <laughs> because obviously, I that's a super common problem for people. You know, I'm mm-hmm. afraid of being rejected. So I'm not going to put myself out there or ask that person out. And I've always thought this, not that I was good at asking people out ever. <laughs> I'm also afraid of rejection. Um, but if you really think about it, you want to be in a relationship with someone who is absolutely head over heels, like just adores you, thinks you're the best thing on the planet. If you ask someone out and they say no, I feel like your response should be, thank freaking God that I did not end up dating someone who doesn't like me, you know? And then 
I have experienced this in my life where people have asked me out and I've said no, and then they argue with me about it. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and that now I'm realizing that was a pretty unhealthy behavior because I have showed them, told them directly, I'm not interested in you. And now they're, this person's unavailable. I'm going to try to make them date me because I want to be with an unavailable person. That doesn't make any sense. That, that would yeah. definitely, I assume, qualify as self-sabotage. I'm going to go after the person who doesn't want to be with me because then I'm not going to have a healthy relationship. And I'm afraid of having a healthy yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's beliefs under that, right? Like we can, we'll, uh, I'm not a relationship. I'm going to say I'm not a relationship expert here. Uh, but from a, per, from a mindset perspective, we attract people like we're attracting people all the time, whether it's in business, whether it's, you know, um, in relationship, whether it's, you know, whatever kind of relationships we're attracting and we'll attract, you know, people who are mirrored what we need to work, what we need to work on. Right. So if we're attracting emotionally unavailable people, we need to look within our own self and be like, okay, what's going on inside me that I'm attracting these emotionally unavailable people. Um, and then doing that inner work first um, so that you can attract someone who is secure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and secure in themselves, which is what we want. Um, and then, you know, through your own work, our own work, you know, um, I would I don't like to use the word fix because there's nothing to fix here. Um, but just getting back to the essence of who we are and our confidence in our own selves and how we love and accept our own selves when we do that then we become more secure right there's the like the relationship i don't know if you know the book i think it's attached um and it just talks about yeah it talks about you know secure oh gosh i'm gonna forget um anxious attachment or Mm -hmm. the ones that push away like they they're they're the runners and then you have the secure people I was in an, I had an anxious attachment. That was my style. And so, but now having done all the work that I have done, I would say that, yeah, could there be moments of that? Sure. Uh, but I would be more, I feel as though I'm more secure in that department because I know myself and I love myself and I accept myself flaws and all. I don't even look at them anything as a flaw. It's just me. So once we do that, we kind of come, I don't know if I can swear on here, but yes, I might please. as well. <laughs> I might as well, because <laughs> if someone's working with me, they're going to hear True. the F-bomb sometimes, but we come unfuckwithable, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what you said about it was like, we get, we can want something that doesn't want us, but we have to remember, like, we don't want things that don't want us. If someone says, I'm not interested It's like, okay, next, there's 8 billion people in the world. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, there's going to be a man or a woman or however you identify, you know, that is going to love you for you. So it's just a numbers game in the end. And it's finding, finding your person, right? Yeah. And if we look at it from a business perspective too, like you're courting this client, they tell you that they don't want to work with you. They are not your ideal client. And if I have learned anything in 13 years as a photographer, not everyone wants to work with you. <laughs> no. And you should not want to work with people who are not the right client for you. They 
soak up all of your energy. They want to spend the least amount of money, but you're going to end up doing the most amount of work for them. Um, yeah, it's just not a good position to be in. And it'll bring up all of those issues that you want to avoid dealing with anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's it can be tricky. Yeah, it can be tricky in the beginning for people, right? You know, because you're wanting to work and you're wanting to bring in the money and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, I made I made that mistake. You know, it. I worked with people that were not aligned. Um, I Some I didn't know, some I did know, but it taught me how to recognize who was and who wasn't. Uh, but we usually know, <laughs> you know, if we really, really were like, you know, yeah, that probably wasn't a good, you know, good fit. Um, but yeah, we do, we do make those mistakes and we want to make sure that we're working with people who are like a hell yes in inside, you know, you're excited to work with these people. Um, and that's where you get the best results. And if someone says no, it's not, it's just, it, we have to, you know, change that perception of rejection you know, because it's just not the right fit. For whatever reason, we don't have to know why that is if they say no. And a lot of people will say no because of money. Mm -hmm. And I always look at the money rejection and I don't ever try to convince someone otherwise, you know, that, you know, there's so many coaches out there who teach on how to overcome objections, right? But it could just be that the person's not ready yet it could just be that you're not the right match for that person. Um, you know, it could be a, so many things. So I don't try to convince someone. I'm never going to convince someone to work with me. One of the things that I love that a coach said to me one time, she said, if you're trying to convince someone to work with you, you're going to try and convince them to do the work. Mm -hmm. You know, like who wants to do that? Who wants to who wants to be on someone all the time. I'm not, I'm a pretty, you know, in terms of coaching, I'm not on my clients it's up to them to do the, to do it. Right. I coach and then I can't be in their life 24 seven saying, you need to think this way. Oof, <laughs> you need to think this way. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have to do it and you got to be ready for it. Right. Yeah. You guide them through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Shift perspectives, which I love, help them see things in a different way. Like one of a really great example of that was I had a client who rode, I had several clients who road raged, you know, and you know, there's techniques and stuff like that, that I can do that will, you know, eliminate road rage. But sometimes it's just simply saying, you know, if someone cuts you off or someone's tailgating you and wants to get by you, if you're on a multi-lane highway or something, you just have to remember that everyone's doing life. Road rage is like a really easy place to get out aggression or get out whatever emotion it is that you want out because uh, there's nine times out of 10, depending on how aggressive you are, there's no consequences. You can flip someone the bird, you can you know, yell all the obscenities that you want and there's no repercussions. That's why I like to think that emotions, they, they come out somehow and road rage is a really easy place to get them out. But I had this client who used to follow people off of the highway. So it was like, you know, but when I, I said to her, you know, I just said, well, look, you know, when someone's tailgating you or something like that, 
it could just be that their wife were is in labor in the hospital. Like it could just be that someone was hurt or someone's dying somewhere and they're trying to get to them. We can just reframe it into something like that. We can come a little bit more relaxed about it. But then also when we let go of the things and we reprogram the mind from all that crap, all that baggage from the past, you no longer road rage after that. And then I've seen that time and time and time again. Even for my own self, I used to road rage. (laughs) (laughs) I have a nice little yell every once in a while. Yeah, it'll be gone. (laughs) When we do the breakthrough, we'll test it. It'll be gone. Yeah. When you let go of your baggage, like there's, you don't need, there's that, you know, frustration or that Mm -hmm. anger. It's no longer there. So you have less of it. Um, Yeah. I guess like I could explain like the, you know, how I explained in Ignite. It's like, you know, we have this hallway and we have all these doors on this side and they'll have like anger, frustration, fear, um, shame guilt or whatever on this side and then on this side of the hallway we have like joy passion adventure fun you know positivity happiness all those joy and it's like whatever door has the most stuff in it right is the one that you're seeing thing you're see you're filtering you're essentially filtering your life through that emotion so if we are holding on to a lot of anger we're filtering our life through that emotion um, if we have a lot of fear, we're filtering our lives. So that means that it's determining our future, right? So we're not able to open up to see possibilities um, because we're so focused on the fear or the frustration or whatever. So, you know, once we empty those rooms in a particular area of life, it empties somewhat empty some of the other rooms in the other areas and then we no longer have that need to uh to express that emotion right so anger would be you know road raging and so it just goes away yeah and then we train our mind to like you know focus on these on these doors right Mm -hmm. while also not bypassing anything that's coming up in our life because we are living life, right? Shit's going to happen. Things are going to go sideways. We're going to get a curveball and all that. But just imagine all those doors being empty and how much easier it it will be to deal with the curveball without all the stuff that you've collected over however many years you've lived to date, right? It's gone. So it, it naturally just makes whatever is coming up in your life a lot easier to handle. Does that make sense? That yes, there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. That's okay. why it's so important to, to <laughs> you, we got to start here first because then it just makes everything else easier moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is life after your breakthrough? Uh, breakthroughs. <laughs> look at, I'll tell you this. So, this is, you know, just real talk, right? So I had my breakthroughs. I did my one on just want to do something that I love and make a lot of money doing it. I do that now. Um, I did relationship, broke up with my partner, not saying that that's going to happen for everyone, but that's, I already knew that, 
you know, from the start that that's what was going to happen. And I, yeah, which is usually the case when that happens, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah. And then my family did that, you know, that was all great. Um, developed this relationship with my mom now, which is just incredible. And my brother and my sister, um, my dad and I started seeing, like I saw him a few times. I hadn't seen him in 10 years. Um, so that there was a lot of movement there. And then when the pandemic hit, right, I, a lot happened. Like this is after all those breakthroughs that I had, the pandemic hits, I have to shift gears into this new business. Awesome. It's what I wanted to do anyway. Right. So that's in March, but then by October, the relationship was done, like no friendship, no nothing. And then I got notice from my landlord that my landlords were selling this place that I loved so much that was in Horseshoe. All of that happened within six months, right? Did I, you know, it was challenging. <laughs> it really was. But I was able to optimistically look at and be able to move through that. And I had all the tools and resources that I needed to help me move through that quite quickly. Right. So things will still happen like afterwards, but I, those were for me, some quite serious curveballs that happened in some big areas and a lot of change happened very, very quickly. Um, and did I do it perfectly? No, I did not, but I am very proud of how quickly I moved through it and how I didn't, you know, I was able to get past things um, using the tools. So, yeah. So stuff happens after after breakthroughs, right? It's just we have the ability to move through it much, 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 much quicker and with so much more ease. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you and I are kind of in a similar business, except I don't um, address people's past. <laughs> issues and help them let it go but i you, you seem to want people to feel confident and live by their values and live happily and everything and i'm very much in the same boat yeah. my perspective is we spend too much time working and specifically like stressing ourselves out working ourselves too hard to the point that we don't prioritize things that are important to us like family and health and everything and I mean, it's the stereotype. You have kids, you don't spend any time with them. You get old, your health falls apart and you retire. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, it's interesting how similar <laughs> our goals are in terms of how we serve our clients, but from a very different angle. Yeah, I just look, I, I suffered for so many years right up until, you know, I was 41, I'm 47 now. And um, I know that if I'm now not having the knowledge that I have around how we are as humans and how there's so many people struggling out there and we put on this brave face, like people had no idea the internal chaos that was going on inside of me they just thought I was this optimistic, positive person. And so, you know, these things that we're going through, first we have to admit it to ourselves, which can be challenging, but then 
no one really knows. Like they're kind of these silent, this silent stuff. Like no one knows the voices that are going on in your mind. And like a lot of people have those voices and it's normal. Um, so I just was like, I, I know how bad it got for me. Like I was just, I had so much mental chatter going on. I couldn't, I just felt paralyzed. I could not hear myself think. And in fact, like, you know, there was a time where it's kind of quite, kind of heavy, but like, I just wanted to like drive my car into a pole so I could make it all stop. I just needed a break, you know? And so if I got to that point, right, then I knew that other people were getting to that point, like of just like so much noise going on in their minds and feeling stuck and wanting, knowing that they're meant for more, you know, and just not being able to get from A to B. So once I found that way to bridge that gap and help and then create a life that I actually love, I mean, I, I'm not sure that I'd be here in Costa Rica if it wasn't for everything I had done. And oftentimes I thought all these life experiences that I had, I was like, why me? I'm like, you know, I, that's how I used to position things. Um, and now looking back and looking at the profession that I'm in now, I know exactly why it was me because I'm able to help people through so many, you know, trials and tribulations and obstacles and all the stuckness, right? I, I've faced all of it myself, like a lot of it myself, um, and had my own experiences when I was young, right? You know, with, uh, that you know, sort of made me into who I was. Um, yeah. So I feel really passionate about this stuff because I really do. I'm living proof that you can live an extraordinary life and that you can live that life on your terms and that you can, you know, build and create and, and run a business on your terms. Um, and there's a lot of noise out there with people telling us, you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. You got to do it this way. And yes, of course I'm saying, <laughs> You need to release the past, but I'm saying that speaking from experience, there are many ways that you can get coaching. There are many ways that you can build a business. There are many ways that you can get healthy or have a relationship. The most important piece that I think everyone needs to know is that it needs to be your way. And the only way to figure that out is to know who you are and the essence of who you are deep down inside. That's really what I do. And once you know that, then the path is right there for you. And it was there all along. But we're always trying to be, or, you know, I won't speak for everyone, but we're always trying to, you know, what would you do? Or what would, uh, what what should I do? Or what do I think I should do based on other people, This these fears and stuff? And it's like, no, 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 we got to do it our way. And that's the way that it'll actually work. So I feel super, obviously, <laughs> very passionate about that, you know, and uh, and so that's what I help people do in their life and business. So, well, I think that's a pretty excellent spot to end this episode. Stay tuned for <laughs> the next episode when I will be an entirely different person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm excited too. Um, mm -hmm. I'm afraid that I'm going to cry again because <laughs> oh. I just, 
I'm, I can't speak when I cry. I'm just one of those people where it starts and then like, I can't, I can't, I can't you know, like <laughs> my voice stops working. So there might be long pauses for you um, while I get my shit together <laughs> so I can communicate out loud. <laughs> I've had people go through entire boxes of Kleenex with me. I've had people oh, yeah. who thought they thought they would cry, didn't end up crying, you know, <laughs> all, the whole gamut, right? So it's, yeah, it's all good. It will be all good. <laughs> I'm an emotional being. I'm okay with being emotional. <laughs> I know. But I yeah. seem to, I do know about myself that I get anxious when I'm crying and people are asking me questions and I'm like, I have to answer right now. <laughs> I don't think you can take five minutes to answer. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Do you have a ridiculously happy moment for us, Paige? Oh, you said that this is recent, right? In oh. the last... Ish. <laughs> is there something that stands out? Yeah, I'm in my new place in Costa Rica, you know, not just Costa Rica. So like I've been down here like seven or eight times, you know, already in the past. I've been coming here since 2007 and I always stayed at the same place here in Santa Teresa. And this is the first time that I've branched out and got my own place. So I'm very happy about that. It's a very exciting time. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that's probably the... It's, it was a, it was a big move. I was a little bit nervous and a lot excited and now I'm really happy. <laughs> I saw the pictures. It looks really cute. It's very cute. <laughs> it's very, it's like rustic outdoor kitchen, ah. you know, all of that. But, you know, I was thinking about that and it's like, oh yeah, you can have like the all together sort of nice modern place here. But I really wanted to start, you know, this way and really live just uh, sort of authentic to here. You know, this is more like kind of Tico style um, a little bit. So yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I didn't come here to just, you know, be in a modern place. I came here to actually really live the culture. So yeah, it's very exciting and very happy. <laughs> I find that there's something very, gentling as well about being in like a place with a lot of wood and stuff where it's cozy and it feels kind of like you're in a forest yeah it's grounding yeah yeah for sure yeah very grounding yeah. i have some ridiculously happy moments from listeners that i need to share Ooh, this is a cute one this, these are on threads. So this is from Hey, it's Mech J. <laughs> um, and she said, I just booked a flight home to Minnesota in January to surprise her BFF at her baby shower. I love that. That's a good Aww. one. That is a good one. <laughs> Afton Branzoni, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, um, put up her Christmas tree with a fireplace going and a Christmas movie on, hopefully a bad Christmas movie, uh, because those are great, um, <laughs> while her two French bulldogs and two cats were curled up nearby. That's cute. Oh, that's very cute. I'm imagining <laughs> it in my mind. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can do that with the, with the cats and the dogs. <laughs> yeah. 
and all the animals. Um, and Painted Sage Farm said, ridiculously happy about crispy, clean air and blue skies at the base of the Alps in Biella, Italy. Oh, I do not know nice. if I'm pronouncing that properly, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I met someone from Italy here. Oh, yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, imagining Italy too in the Alps. Yeah. It would Beautiful. definitely be crisp, be crisp, clean air for sure. 100%. Um, my ridiculously happy moment would have to be that today I hit nine days of multiple workouts in a day. Woo! Yes. Now, super excited because it just keeps happening <laughs> i'm getting up early again i'm doing my workouts i'm doing my workouts before i go and do other things that would previously distract me from doing my workouts <sighs> mm. i told my yeah. mom about it she's like you do seem to be happier when you get up early and work out I'm like yes yes i am <laughs> a more functional human being for sure so yeah i love it mine. yeah what's your goal with that i'm curious like how many consecutive Every day. <laughs> Good for you. I, I have no problem with like taking days where I don't do anything. But um, that's what I would prefer to do mm -hmm. most days is get lots of activity. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Congratulations <sighs> on that. Thank you. <laughs> My, I, I'm doing like a 14 day streak on Duolingo for Spanish. <laughs> that's something to be happy about. I need to follow you on Duolingo. I hit oh, cool. 365 days. Are you Duolingo. kidding me? No. Nope. For what, what language? For French. And I do really, really small bits. So I do not do like a whole bunch, yeah. I, but I do something every day. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I do 15 minutes, 15 to 30 awesome. minutes a day. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Yay, yes, doing new languages. Yeah. I'm going to have to follow you out there. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, like I did all sorts of French in school and stuff, and I just feel embarrassed, embarrassed that I can speak English. And sometimes that's questionable. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Where can people find you, Paige? Oh, yes. Uh, people can find me on Instagram at Paige with an I. So Paige Royal, like the bank. So P-A-I-G-E-R-O-Y-A-L coaching. Um, and my website is pageroyalcoaching.com. Um, and then if you want to friend me on Facebook, that's I do most of my posting on my personal page on there. And so it's Paige Royal there as well. So I think it's the same picture or mostly the same picture. And Sophia is the one who did my photography for that. So yay, yay Sophia. <laughs> um, yeah. So it look it looks the same. So find me there. Awesome. And hopefully <laughs> soon on threads. <laughs> oh my God. I do think I have a threads account. Um, I just never posted it or looked into it. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it is wild. Um, I listen to a lot of geeky podcasts because I'm super geeky and I've heard people talking about it mm. as it came out because, you know, Elon Musk is ruining Twitter. And then mm. all of these people were upset. Threads came out and they all went to threads and people were saying it's very positive. Like 
on Twitter, people rip each other apart. And on threads, mm. people are super nice and nurturing. And <laughs> it's true. They are really nice. The positivity on that thing is absurd, but good. Very nice. You're going to have to, I don't know how it works. So you're going to have to invite me to, I don't know if you invite to different groups or something. Oh, you do. Okay. Well, right. you just I like, like being in positive groups. So yeah, you just <laughs> post and follow people and it'll suggest people that, you know, will be good. And yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah. just text-based instead of pictures. Pictures. Yes. Got it. Sweet. Okay. And I am Sophia Lemon and I photograph ridiculously happy people. You can find me on Instagram as well at ridiculously happy people and that's PPL. And on Facebook and Pinterest and at SophiaLemon.com. And if you want to hear your own ridiculously happy moment on the pod, go to happyp.pl slash moment and you can record it there or you can watch for the prompts on social media. And who do you know who might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed or complaining about how loud their mind is um, share this podcast with them they should probably meet Paige and you will find the shareable links in the description and please subscribe rate and leave a review in your podcast app of choice your feedback really helps me improve the show and reach more people like you and thanks for listening and we'll see you next time